0: what is up people you are listening into new generation hero talk thank you guys so much for checking this out this is our black panther wakanda forever review show this is a review show that's been a long time coming you know we talked about the potential of black panther sequel since the first black panther movie came out and of course there's been a lot of discussion about how marvel would handle the sequel of black panther following the death of uh, Tariq Bozeman, who, of course, played uh, King T'Challa in the first Black Panther movies and, and several other Marvel movies. And their decision to not recast uh, T'Challa in this movie, and now weighing large in how they would uh, handle uh, this entire film. The rest of the cast is back. You still got Leticia Wright as Shuri, uh, T'Challa's sister. You still got um, Lupita Nyong'o as Nakia, Denaya Guerrero as Okoye, M'Baku, uh, Winston Duke. Um, a, a, still a, a pretty styled class, of course. Uh, Angela Bassett's Queen Ramonda taking a much larger role in this film, and one of the other major aspects of this movie are the introduction of some fairly major Marvel characters that we will certainly be seeing a lot of in the future. First, you have uh, Tina Cuerta's Namor character, uh, the king, the king of Talokan, and 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 the uh, and 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 what is essentially Marvel's equivalent of uh, Atlantis, and also the debut of Dominic Thorne's Riri Williams character, Ironheart. So, a lot happening in this movie. There's been a lot of discussion about how this movie was handled, and I cannot wait to discuss it with my guys. Joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. And Sham, the box office numbers are in for this opening weekend for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And it is a pretty impressive Opening hall, uh, one hundred and eighty million dollars, uh, in America, three hundred thirty million dollars worldwide. Uh, when you I see those numbers and I hear those numbers and I think of you know, the <laughs> I try not to take these numbers for granted, you know, especially when we we see other superhero movies not necessarily do numbers like that. The fact that you could have a Black Panther movie, a movie that um centers around the world of Wakanda, and they could rack in $180 million is astonishing still. So definitely um, hats off to uh, Marvel hats off to um, Ryan Coogler hats off to the entire crew for um, doing the, uh, doing the unthinkable again, which is, uh, you know, putting on a a really incredible performance at the box office in week one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they, uh, they definitely uh, did their thing and, and um, you know, I think it just shows the the power of this brand uh, as well. Um, of course, the Black Panther you know brand and what what the first movie meant to um uh, to it meant to I think uh, uh, black people globally um, and just just how impactful it was in our society. You know, so um, so I think it speaks to that and uh to uh compelling marketing with good trailers and yeah you know and good reviews of course and word of mouth and all the all those kinds of things and just a lot of general buzz around it around this movie as well over the weekend um which we haven't really seen in a little bit um in the in the movie theaters so um so yeah yeah it's definitely definitely a very good number um you know and uh Definitely worth worth uh discussing.
0: Yeah, this uh Kendall, this Kendall of course joins us on the podcast as well this week. This uh hall for Black Panther is the the biggest November haul in movie history, you know, surpassing 2013, the Hunger Games catching fire. Um it is the fifth highest international opening weekend of the pandemic era. So definitely a major win for Marvel. What do you think when you hear those numbers?
2: Man, I mean, it, it's it's interesting. I I it's I don't want to say I'm shocked, um, obviously because the first one did so well. Um but you know, I mean, it's just it just shows you that this is a very strong brand. Um yeah. uh it's a very strong brand for Marvel and that you know, something that was established uh very clearly after the first one, but um this is just also a movie that there was a ton of intrigue about what the route they were going to go, what route they were going to go in. Um, you know, they were compelling trailers, uh, you know, and obviously coming off of a first movie that was, that was very good. You know, there were a lot of people uh, that were invested now in this storyline and in this franchise. So, uh not a not a shocker, uh, to say the least, but um a very good sign for the future of the of the brand for sure. Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, I think that if there was any doubt or question whether or not um a Black Panther franchise could continue beyond this film this opening weekend suggests that there is definitely plenty of of fandom and plenty of interest still in the franchise, and we'll see how it does in the subsequent weeks. Um I expect it to still stay rel- relatively um popular amongst the box office crowd, uh, given the reviews have been uh, mostly positive right now. The movie sits at a 84% on Rotten Tomatoes, a certified fresh rating for Marvel. Uh, I saw today, is I think it's the only... Uh, certified fresh movie Marvel has for twenty twenty two. Um Yes. Yeah, that's kind of crazy, uh <laughs> considering how what the you know the run Marvel had been on. But, you know, we've seen Thor, Love and Thunder sitting at sixty four, uh Dot Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, uh uh sitting at seventy four percent. So just right under that I would be I mean at this point in the game, given so many ruse came out even before this movie actually debuted I would be surprised if this movie fell below seventy five percent. That that would be or 79 percent. I guess whatever. 79 percent guess the number you need to be. That would be a little surprising. So, um, so so it, it, it does show that Marvel definitely needed a W, um, considering they didn't have those certified uh, ref, uh, review numbers. And all this is obviously you know, it's kind of uh, subjective in the sense that they've they had there have been movies that are lower but that have much more fan praise from not just marvel but all yeah the i mean franchises so. yeah so it's, it's purely just from like an optic standpoint i think when it comes to critical acclaim but i think i think it does suggest that marvel needs a w and the fact that they they're sitting there at a certified fresh rating first weekend in they gotta feel good about that i would think so uh we're going to talk about black panther wakanda forever today So this is a spoilers review. So, for those who have not seen the movie and do not want to be spoiled, this may not be the podcast for you at this moment in time. I would definitely suggest you come back to this podcast and listen to us in the near future whenever you see Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. But this is going to be a conversation that will be full of spoilers. We'll go very in depth with things that happen in the movie without holding back um, any. Any details that may reveal major plot points or major future plot points for Black Panther Wakanda Forever and Marvel Studios. So uh, that is your warning regarding this being a spoiler review. Of course, if you do not care about spoilers and you want to listen to us talk about it, then be my guest. Of course, if you watch the movie and that's why you're listening to us, welcome. I'm glad you're uh, listening to the podcast. So, um, but yeah, we're, this will be a spoilers conversation and it should be, I think, a good one. So let's get right to it. So Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um, This movie had uh, a very tall task in front of it because you, of course, have the passing of Chadwick Boseman and the decision not to continue with the T'Challa character that Boseman played on screen and instead move forward without him in a sequel that presents one there's a there's a tragedy aspect to that and a grieving aspect to that just for this probably this cast and crew that had to be very difficult i know they've spoken about how difficult that is but that that, that creates a very tall order because uh t'challa is as important to black panther as you know there is to any other character to a certain you know franchise so if you are talking about bruce wayne the batman tony stark the iron man that is who uh t'challa is so to move forward without him is a tall order. And when you add that plus the addition of Namor and the world of Talokan, that now adds to the um to the heightened difficulty of trying to make this all come together. How do you tell the story moving on from Chadwick and T'Challa? How do you tell the story of which character arises as the new um protagonist and how do you introduce a new um adversary and a, a new fixture in the marvel universe who's going to be here for a long time potentially so a lot they had to to, to 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 juggle here and way the way i see it uh it was not perfect i think there were things that they could have been done done a little better but i came away really enjoying this film i think for me the way the, re, the when i'm watching a movie and i'm purely encapsulated by especially a marvel movie, i'm purely encapsulated by the plot and following this plot and not so much trying to figure out uh details around every other thing that's happening and trying to connect certain dots when you have me hooked like that usually that means you're doing a pretty good job and i thought this movie really did have me captivated by one just the response to the death of chadwick from the royal family from the wakandan council to the uh, emergence of Namor and how they handled this new threat. Namor and just his backstory and the the way in which he sees the world. And then kind of this the, the kind of the underlying theme that I think if there was any criticism that some would have that I can understand and I've heard it is is this underlying thing of, you know, the outside world starting to kind of circle in on Wakanda and now Talakon uh uh because of the um because of the vibranium and people wanting those resources so i i feel like i was gripped i think that the acting performances in this movie are stellar a major shout out has to go to angela bassett for ramonda i i think that this was a absolute stellar performance i don't think that this movie in my opinion is an Oscar-level movie like the first one was in terms of a nomination. Do I think Angela Bassett could absolutely be nominated for a Best Supporting Actress? Absolutely. I think that this was um, a truly great performance from her. I think that Letitia Wright, say whatever you want about what we had with her and all the issues prior to this movie coming out, leading up to the movie, I think that she had a really great performance. I think a very nuanced performance. I think a performance that I think even... Some of it is even going over some people's heads. I, when I when I see some of the criticism about uh, you know, I was talking to a friend who's saying that she thought he thought that her performance was a little wooden, I guess. I, I think that the way they capture grieving in many different ways in this film, I think is very important, especially for those who have dealt with death, who is really everyone. But um, I think they were very mature with how they handled it and I thought that how they put Shuri in the center of that given her values and given her background, I thought was really smart. And I thought that Letitia Wright really played that really well. Um, M'Baku, Winston Duke, another great performance from him. He's one of the guys I want to see more of in this this universe. So a lot to like in this movie. I, I really did enjoy it. I think the future that's set up at the end of this movie is one that I'm very, very interested in. So I like this film. And we'll talk a lot about uh what worked and what didn't work in this movie. But I think that this movie gives me I give it a two thumbs up. I thought it was pretty stellar. So uh that was my, my view of the Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I'll toss it to Sham first. Just initial thoughts on this film, Black Panther Wakanda Forever.
1: Uh oh, boy, so a lot to say. A lot to say. Um and of course we're gonna discuss discuss everything now. So so we're gonna get to everything, but um uh, but yeah, I, so first just, I I would say overall I enjoyed the movie as well. Um, you know, I, a lot of the things that I had anticipated, which of course we had discussed in our previous, in our preview um, to the movie uh, was true. I thought the action was, was stel- was, uh, it was stellar yeah, I agree in this movie. That. I thought it was much better, much better than the first one. Um, every scene with of action with the with um the uh the Talocon, uh people was incredible. I loved every second of it. Um, all the effects, everything involved was just great. Um it was you know, it just I don't know, it was just it was really, really good. And it wasn't like a bunch of soldiers, it was actual other people. <laughs> but it was it was just very interesting and, and very creative. It was really cool. Um all the action with Shuri's Black Panther was great. Um, the f- uh, fight at the end of the, at, at, on the ship was great. Um, I thought I enjoyed the plot as well. Um, not every aspect of it, um, which I'm sure we'll get to. Mm-hmm. I thought Angela Bassett was fantastic as well. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I feel like they probably didn't need to kill her. I didn't really. I didn't love that. But, but I thought her performance was amazing. Um, and um, you know, like you said, I mean, Latisha Wright was a powerhouse. She was, i thought she was fantastic, mm-hmm. personally. I thought she did a great job. And like I said, we said a lot of things about her on this show. Yes. And I don't know her. We don't know her personally, obviously. But you know, we're just going based on what reports are about how she's behaved and all this other, all that kind of stuff. And, but,
0: and actions that we've seen. You know, and actions that we things that we've I, seen, I, yeah, These I don't that we've seen her say rumors right? <laughs> she's actually done things, right
1: things that she's put out to the public, um. So you know we just make our judgments based on that. But she did a fantastic job in this movie, absolutely. Um. So I everything that she did it, it worked. If there I don't know what happened on set. I don't know if Kugler and the post production team cleaned up a whole lot of stuff, but it worked. Like she was great in this movie. Um. Now I enjoyed Iron Heart as well. Now. I will say, um, I feel like her inclusion, it felt a little, it didn't feel too organic. Mm. Um, to the point where I would have wanted to see, cause I like her character. I do. But I would have wanted to see more, which is why I'm looking forward to her show. But here it just, it just seemed like they just kind of threw her in and, you know, it was kind of a little haphazard. Mm. So, um, But I did like her character. She was great as well. Um, And yeah, like I said, overall, and and I like Namor. Namor was great. His action was great. I thought it was a good movie. I I very much enjoyed it. Um, uh, So yeah, those are my overall thoughts on it.
0: All right, so Sham, giving the movie uh, an initial thumbs up here. I'll go to Kendall here. Uh, What are your initial thoughts of this film?
2: Yeah, I mean you guys I uh, agree with a lot of the things you guys said. I mean, I I am overall in general a fan of this movie. Uh I enjoyed it. I mean, I think uh you know, I agree with Shamari, not everything in this movie Ross Day decided to go. I agree with. Not everything uh not everything was executed as well as I would have loved, but uh I thought you I thought you hit the nail on the head, DJ, when you just talked about you know, when you're sitting there and you're watching a movie and you're so locked in on everything that's happening, uh, and you're not shaking your head, you're not rolling your eyes at everything that's happening, uh, then they're probably, then they're doing something good. So, uh, that's, that was, that was my experience as well. You know, I, I was, you know, I was very tuned in to everything that was happening. I was very in tune with everything that was happening. Um, and, you know, a lot has to do with, the performances from the actors, man, you mentioned Letitia Wright, you mentioned Angela Bassett, uh, Tina Cuertas did a, did a, a phenomenal job, uh, in his, uh, in his role as, 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 as Namor. Uh, and, you know, he has to go and, you know, I would say in the top 10 of Marvel, of MCU villains at this point. Oh, easy. Um, I mean, he clearly is top 10 you easy. Know, he, you know, he may, yeah, he
0: top five to our category.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's in that conversation. So, uh terrific job there. Um you know, I, I mean overall, I mean I, I I liked uh I liked the world building that we got from uh and what you know essentially Atlantis. Um you know I I, I mean I, I enjoyed you know Dominique Thorne's Riri Williams character. Uh I agree with a lot of what Shamari was saying about um there being a little bit of a disconnect in what was happening in the movie. And I think, honestly, I think that's what it comes down to when you talk about, uh, cause that's the big, that's going to be the big, uh, it's a big elephant in the room when it comes to this movie. It's just the, uh, you know, the fact that the, you know, the movie, they they, they they had to figure out a way to move on from T'Challa's character. And uh, when you do that, when you do that, and you had a movie that was already ready to be made, Uh, and then you have to shift gears into how you're going to make your movie. I think, I think there are elements of this movie that, you know, were in the original (laughs) scripts, you know, pre before Chadwick Boseman's passing that they decided to just keep over. Uh, I don't think that they just decided to put in Riri Williams after Chadwick died. I don't think that they decided to put Namor in after that either. Uh, but they had to now make those make sense within the framework of what was happening in uh, in Wakanda. And it just made that job more difficult. You know, if you had a full movie to really flesh, and they, they did flesh particularly Namor out, and they tried their best to flesh those things out, but it you weren't as connected to those moments because the focus at all times from the audience standpoint is still on Wakanda, which is, I mean, it's a Black Panther movie. But, you know, we've seen, we've seen, you know, like, you know, The Dark Knight, for example, is a Batman movie. But, you know, it's not about, it's not really about Batman, you know, as much as it is about Harvey Dent and Joker, you know. Uh, So when you have a sequel movie, a lot of times you want to focus a lot on the villain. But, um, you know, we weren't, nobody, (laughs) it's one of those things where nobody really cared, you know, about Namor or cared about Reggie Williams as much as they probably should have. Uh, because it's a different kind of movie that they were making. so um they did run into a little bit of that, um but uh, but I enjoyed their presence um, for sure, and I'm definitely excited to see more of them in the future. We'll get more into that. but um the 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 biggest the most random part of this movie, I think for sure was the was uh, Julia Lee dreyfus inclusion. um yeah, was not. Expecting uh, Valentina uh, Allegra de Fontaine to be a part of this movie—that was a pleasant surprise when it first happened. Um, you know, again, was not expecting it. Very curious to see how they they were going to tie it in. By the end, I kept, I was left scratching my head as to why she was in the movie. Uh, yeah. and I still, I mean, there's more. You know, there's been some subsequent people talking about, you know, this, you know, theories and whatnot and rumors about what could possibly be coming down the pipe, but. Nothing I've heard has convinced me that she needed it to be in the movie. So uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll get into all that. But overall, though, liked very much like the movie. Uh, and, you know, I thought job well done.
0: Yeah, I, I think that there was a lot of uh, uh, fair points in there as well. Um, so we have essentially three people who give this movie a thumbs up. Um, before we get to things, I guess that. That uh did not work. I guess I'll ask you, Sham, first. What were some of the the, the top things, or a, maybe a top thing that you feel like really you really felt like did work for you in this film?
1: Um, things that did work. Uh, so for me, I mean, I mentioned at the top of at the top of uh, at the top of my my comments uh, was the action. All the action in this movie worked for me, hundred percent. Uh, some of the better action. Uh, the, the fights with uh, Okoye fighting the Talokan. Yeah, on people. that bridge in
0: Boston was yeah. That oh was man, a, that was hard. That was definitely one of the better action scenes we've seen from Marvel, maybe in a while. Yeah,
1: um, all the action scenes on that boat at the end. So you're um, so a question
0: about that? So you're because that has been one of the critiques I've had that people did not like the strategy of the Wakandans to take the fight to the Talicons in the water and he felt it was kind of mm-hmm. nonsensical to do that because the <laughs> the the short advantage that they had was gone pretty quickly because you know these are people who are used to being underwater so were you were you were you okay with do you feel okay with how they presented that fight scene um
1: or are you speaking more to just like the action in it um i'm thinking more to the action in it mm-hmm. um I'd have, probably have to rewatch it honestly to really, because I feel like they—I don't know—they gave whatever rationale they gave, but that that stuff
2: is, is a question for Ryan Coogler, yeah, Eat more <laughs> about the science and all that. You know, watch the watch, watch the director's commentary version on DVD. I don't know what makes sense and what doesn't, but
1: I'm sure they have an explanation. I don't like—I don't know. Also, some of the <laughs> Talcon are blue and some aren't. I don't get that either. Well, that, was, not, that was that was that was not
0: that was simple. That oh, was, really? Yeah, yeah, that is the, the 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 blue. The reason, and Namor is really the only one that's that's not blue. Not that's blue. because he's yeah. part human. Uh-huh. Um, the other people are essentially, I mean, is it fair kind of to say they're like humanoids almost, like because they have have like get their they're part of an evolution, and right. and they they're no longer unable to to have uh, to be, you know, on. The surface world for a long period of time that blue skin essentially is essentially they, like, they turn blue, when they're, they turn blue the when they're outside of that water and when they're that was fast when they're that was fascinating they look they look like you know regular yeah
2: humans. when we saw atuma and we saw yeah. namora, namora yeah. underwater and they were they weren't blue i was like oh that's a that was a that yeah. was an interesting uh twist i, I didn't oh, even yeah. know how i felt about it i almost yeah, that, <laughs> that blue yeah that blue hue comes
0: from uh, that's on surface, or just they and they out they're the water. outside of water, yeah. Basically. And I guess how their, okay. their, their skin and, and their, their, and, their yeah. and
1: their uh and their
0: organs react to being out of that water.
1: That's interesting. I like that a lot. I mean, I have to say, and, and that's another plus, I guess, just kind of rolling into another one. Um, the the towel, what he did with the towel con and the, the lore, everything surrounding that it was, it was great, fire. fantastic. Yeah, I thought it was 100. Fire. I give it an no A plus, intended. 100 they out of burned, 100. They burned
0: down all those slave masters <laughs> No.
1: <laughs> the, yeah, the, the right. conquistadors and Spaniards. Yeah, the conquistadors, yeah. yeah, yeah, those guys. Got um, yeah, hundred. I give that a that gets an A plus for me. 100 out of 100. You know, that's a win.
2: You weren't you weren't left that's comparing that's it to Aquaman and saying, oh, it's not as good as. No, game. I
1: wasn't. Mm-hmm. I think they're both great. I thought I think I think uh, uh, did a good job. And I think, uh, who, was it? who directed Aquaman? Wan. Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? Juan. Juan. Yeah. And I think James Wan did James a great Wan. job. I think they both did a great job. Like, I, I, this was great. I thought it was great. Um, I thought Mbaku was great. I thought all the, really, I thought all the characters were great. Um, yeah, really, it's just whatever specific story beats I may have had an issue with, but every, every really everything else, I, I really enjoyed about it. Yeah, we'll get to those uh, to those negatives in a second.
0: Kendall, um, anything you want to highlight particularly about something that you thought really worked extremely well in this
2: movie? So, uh, I want again. I I mentioned all the acting performances were excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned Angela Bassett was great. I thought Denaya Guerrero was excellent as Okoye. Mm-hmm. I mean. You know mm-hmm. she was a character that you know there had been talk about her possibly getting her own series disney plus and for for the last year I've kind of been like i don't I don't need that you know I mean I like the character, but you know I'm not you know i you know i don't I don't know what to make of that you know she you know we've seen her in a couple of movies and she's been she's been fine, but I've never you know been like I've been super invested in that character, but this was i thought by far her best performance her best uh role in the in the mcu and she's been great so far but it, this took it to a level where now i am locked in on they make an okoye show i'm all in i yeah. mean uh i mean i was i was ready to get up and, and walk out when 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 she got when she got kicked off the door of my i was like this oh yeah is, she got fired this is uh, this is this is a travesty i mean <laughs> you know it's <laughs> It's like watching, you know, a coach get fired and you're like, the players didn't the, – the players let him down. Yeah, the like, players didn't execute, went, man. They, they quit yeah, they they, they on the team. I'm like, you know, I'm like, man, we're, we're firing Steve Nash and, you know, Kyrie's not out there. But, <laughs> no. But, no, I I, I yeah, I definitely felt, felt bad for her in that sense because, because they juxtaposed it with the – I mean, the previous scene, you see how much she is fighting for Shuri, fighting yeah. for Riri – Putting her life on high Yeah, literally. how outmanned she was, and she still held Yeah, how outmanned and how impressive she was still in that moment. And yet, but Angela Bassett couldn't see what we were seeing as the audience. So you left being like, I mean, this, t-. and I was just like, first, I was like, this is, this is some nonsense. But then when Angela Bassett gave her reasoning of, you know, I told you not to bring her. Oh, everybody's gone now. What else do I have left? And, and you really, you really understood the. Yeah, I mean, from her perspective, I could see how you'd be like, no, you gotta go. Yeah, yeah. she was like yo, like, yo, you missed the playoffs.
0: She like, yo, you missed the playoffs last three years in a row. We ain't, we ain't yeah, you back. Yeah, I don't back. need an excuse. I, I don't care if you got hurt. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care yeah, with the injuries, I don't care
2: if the ref, the ref, you don't <laughs> get a bad call, you're out. You know, and that's that's how it felt. And so I couldn't at that point. I put my hands up and I was like, you know what? She's right. You know, maybe she does gotta go. And yeah, so I, again they, they handled some of these scenes were just were, were, were so gripping. I mean, even the I thought the the the, the scene um you know in the, U, the the UN meeting, you know, uh was yeah. was excellent, you know, and again you talked about Angela Bassett being being great, but the way they uh you know, they simultaneously had that going on with the uh, with the with the French the French military, you know, trying to trying to steal the vibranium. I mean, that was that was really really well done. Um, how did we feel about the to not skip over it? How did we yeah, feel like, about the opening? Uh Because that yeah, uh, you know, that was the biggest question I think people had going into this movie. Besides who was going to be the Black Panther, which you know seemed like it was going to be a foregone conclusion. Nobody knew. What they were going to do in terms of T'Challa. And, you know, they went a route that a lot of people expected, uh, in that, uh, or, you know, speculated could happen, in that they just, you know, he he got ill. Uh, They did not say what happened to him, but the one twist that I did like about it was that they tied it in with Killmonger burning all the earth. I like that. I like that. I did not expect that twist. I just thought, but because, you know, you say to yourself, you sit back and you're like, the Black Panther just got sick. You know, yeah, it's it's realistic. It's possible. It's it's grounded. But at the same time, you know, as a superhero, you're like those guys, they don't get sick. You know, they don't just. Yeah, that just that especially
0: happen. with the science of Wakanda. Like, you know, they right. should be able to, you know, keep everybody. Well, yeah. Else. Yeah. Keep, yeah. They should be able to overcome, you know, and a, a more routine kind like, of illness that if, maybe for the other dr- countries wouldn't.
2: For the Dragon Ball Z fans out there, it reminds you when Goku had the heart disease. And yeah. you know, everybody hated that storyline. So you're like, yeah. Goku getting sick? I mean, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> but regardless, uh tying it in with that, you know, I thought and first of all, it added more to it added more to the first movie because you're like, now nah, Killmonger burning those burning the plants, you know. And I'm glad that fan. I'm glad that had weight. Like that was a
0: major action, and I felt like right. And, people you know, just
2: assume well we're, we're gonna get more of those so it's not gonna be yeah
0: bad. like we'll just they'll just figure that thing out and like that's the thing they've been doing for like centuries <laughs> like, like that should like have a, a lasting impact and it's it's why when he did it it was so extreme and yeah I, I mean I think that uh, in terms of that scene I feel like I think would I have liked to have known more specifics about what the ailment was beyond the fact that it involved killmonger burning those herbs Yes. Do I think Killmonger burning those herbs makes sense as to why T'Challa may have gotten sick? Absolutely. Because if we're to believe that there are, that basically T'Challa has been working off of one heart shaped herb for however many years, like that's almost why, like, how he got sick, like, I, I would have liked to have known, but I almost. It doesn't matter that much to me because it's kind of self-explan- it's, it's self-explanatory to me. It may not be to everybody else, but it's like, oh, you got one harsh herb, and he's been on that same one for the last five years. I know he missed some time because he was away, I guess, but who knows how that even may have impacted his health. I, I, to me, like it was like, okay. I kind of see what they were doing here, um, so I, I was I was fine with that aspect of it. I think I would have wished that they would have done. More to explain his physiology. I kind of feel like. I would love to. It's funny. I feel like we haven't actually heard a lot from Ryan. In terms of like. Or or Nate. In terms of like these like very specific. Specific. Like story beats regarding T'Challa. Which is interesting. um, Because they have done interviews. But. I would would, would be curious if they didn't want to get too much into the weeds. Because they didn't want to. They didn't want to. Like. Harpen so much on. You know, this is a man who really did die of terminal illness. So did he want to make up a fictional illness to, to to connect to the real illness and kind of like really right. lean in on it's, that? They might, might not have imagined. They might not have wanted yeah. to, and like I could respect that. It, it's not. to me. It wasn't like just crazy omission for me. I was just like, oh, this ruins the entire thing. It was like, okay, you have no heart-shaped herbs after the one that he had ingested. Uh, you know, in 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 the Jabari land. And I don't know if that was the last one he ingested. I don't know if they had more of that single right. one. And,
2: and, and the other question I would have is, is that, was it a thing of, what did he get sick because he didn't have any? Or did he just get sick? Because uh, I almost read it as he, he just got sick in general. And they would have used a, more heart-shaped herbs yeah, to yeah, that, cure that's him. Yeah, that's how I interpreted it as well. Yeah, But because they didn't have any more, they were out of luck. They had to use regular science, and regular science can't just cure a normal human disease uh well in, you know in some cases so uh or at least it's not a guarantee so like whereas you know the heart-shaped herb is like the sensu bean you know again <laughs> another dragon ball z reference uh it's the it's the get out, get out of jail free card in that regard so um yeah i mean regardless so like you said it connects to that killmonger moment um but yeah and i mean I thought, I mean, I don't know about you guys, theaters, but, and I saw somebody mention this online, but the theater was completely silent when that Marvel Studios logo hit. Yeah, that was actually the only, I I had had, like some jackasses
0: in my theater um, who were like making noise at a lot of stupid, out of really serious scenes, which was annoying. That was the only one that there was no silence for me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think people were kind of stunned.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that like, was very. I wow. mean, that was a very nice touch to do that, yeah. which I kind of expected, but it was still well done. Um, I know there. I I think I saw something online where there was this. There was the thought of well, in the comics, the heart shaped herb is within T'Challa, so like he shouldn't have had needed. The heart shaped herb, too. Right, that's
2: what. That's what. That's why I mentioned that, Jamari a couple days ago. I was like, "But I don't think that, I, I don't." Yeah.
0: But for and I've done. I've I've done a lot of research. I don't. I, that can has never been established within the MCU. Not that I've read. Because I I didn't. What do you mean? Did, like the, the the idea that he has a heart shape herb within him itself. I've not seen that in the canon yet. I tried to look for right. it. Um, I know it's obviously in the comic book canon, but. The way I read, because there was a prequel comic that came out before the Black Panther movie, you know, that still doesn't go that much into his origin, though There, are, there is stuff about his origin. When he starts, he starts essentially right around time. Tony Stark announces himself as Iron Man. They talk about the passing of the throne, the passing of the Black Panther manta, not the throne, from T'Chaka to T'Challa. But it doesn't, it doesn't speak really to his physiology from that standpoint, so... I didn't necessarily buy that as a reason why this couldn't be why he he would have had some kind of issue with his health. Um, but I but I, I like that 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 you know Killmonger had those uh that 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 thing he did in the first movie had real stakes, you know. Um, and 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 for me, I will Sham because Sham I gotta get Sham's thoughts on this. But like to me also, and it goes back to like why I typically why I liked one of those, uh, one of, I forgot which story it was, but one of the stories involving the death of Jonathan Kent and him dying simply of a heart attack and Superman kind of like dealing with this grief that like with all these powers, like I couldn't save something as simple. I couldn't stop something as simple as my father having a heart attack. And I think there is something powerful like to someone like Suri, you know, is one of, if not the most brilliant person in the universe with literally every technological resource at her disposal in desperation trying to figure this thing out and being unable to and the kind of the the despair that has to come with that for somebody and having her deal with that despair I think was, I like, I typically think those stories are very, uh, they're very interesting to me and how those characters deal with that, seeing how Clark deals with that and seeing how Shuri deals with that in this movie different characters but i think in some ways there's a similar thread line to that that um i think it's why you kind of see this disbelief in the mythical aspect which probably was already there because she is so scientific um but like the kind of disbelief in a lot of the spiritual mystical stuff and um and feeling like a you know like she really did fail him in that moment you know like for everybody else there's really nothing they could do she's really the only one that could save him in that moment and that's she, that she's unable to her having to try to kind of come to grips with that and move forward we see she doesn't she has trouble and i think that that was a uh, her arc in this movie was really solid because of that decision sham what did you make quickly of that uh of that opening and their explanation of the passing of t'challa in this universe
1: um yeah no i yeah th- that was one of the things that i didn't i didn't like very much uh, Interesting. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't a fan when I you know once they like oh you know his his heart rate is dropping and everyone's frantic. I'm like okay, I, I, I you know at first I'm like all right. I mean, you know I'm thinking I'm gonna get some kind of explanation, cause that was why I, that's what I mean. Of course we had discussed that for weeks, months, you know, really since since the passing of Chadwick Bozeman. How are the what are they gonna do how, if, he, if he dies? How are they gonna explain that he dies, and they don't explain it? You know, so that was very. Um, you know and of course I am of the opinion that it should have been T'Challa anyway in this movie Mm -hmm. so I'm like okay so he's not in the movie I don't like that but you know so at least explain (laughs) you know what um, part of me is like weighing okay would I have rather had some kind of weird CG action secret wars portal kind of weird thing before or (laughs) have him die of some illness but no explanation as to what the illness is and not knowing if we're ever going to get an explanation as to what killed the black Panther. I don't like that. Um, I think, I think we should have gotten an explanation. I don't think it's, you know, we're coming up with kind of hypotheticals about what it could have been. They should have just explained it. Yeah. you. You know, like why can't they just tell us what the explanation is? You know, they're kind of making us explain. That's a very, that's a very, uh, I don't know how should I, how should I put it. The first thing that comes to mind is Lucasfilm because they did a lot of not explaining in the sequel trilogy and that led to a lot of problems and then, you know, lo and behold we find out that they had no plan in the first place. So I don't like that it was I don't like that it was not explained. I feel like you should explain something like that. If you have an idea in mind as to what it could be, just say it, you know. So I I think not explaining it just comes off as lazy to me. And trying to kind of get like a cop out, like, oh, well, you just—it is what you make of it. And It's like no, like this is wasn't the main character. Explain what happened. So I wasn't a fan of that personally.
0: Yeah, I could—I mean, I understand that. I think that that was—I would be very curious to know that there—that was one of the main things that I, like I said at the top, like that I really would be curious as to to know what their reasoning behind not having a more clear explanation was on that, because. Again, I I feel like the t te- like I feel like everything was set up for it to to be so. To, I think to me, I think it is explanatory self explanatory. I think it's set up to make perfect sense, but they don't go the extra length to really kind of fully tie it together. And I don't, I know. Again, the only thing I think yeah. of was I thought that I think that it might have been they they didn't really want to have whatever actual real life thing that the child that uh assuming the child we went through to kind of be replayed in the movie. I think they wanted to, you know, make it make that this is what happened, but kinda of get on beyond that and kind of let the like the rest of the movie like he's he's such a big part of the movie, but so much of it is not about like his death, so to speak, in terms of the child, it's about like, you know, his his light really, to be honest. And I, I I think that that probably would be their answer, but I can't speak to them because I don't I don't I'm not them. So so yeah I, I oh sorry yeah what were you yeah go ahead, I, know.
2: No, I was just gonna say that uh one I think it would be interesting like EJ said very it's controversial decision because you you have a character that you know in T'Challa that they have you know it's been a a, a you know such a big part of the MCU. Uh, I mean you could argue in, in all of like comic book movies or whatever type of movie you want to call this, like, you know, that, that was one of the more understated, you know, deaths. And I mean, the, the, I mean, obviously the, the scene was gripping, but you know, the, the lack of information about what happened for a character that was so big and important, um, you know, it, you know that that would be the that would be the that's the controversial part about it. It's like we don't, you know, how can you have this happen? And we don't really know. We don't have a clear explanation as to why. I mean, we know, we know, we know what the deal is, obviously. So I'm not, again, I'm not complaining because I understand the, the, you know, the the movie re- the the behind the scenes reason that's why they would they would not go that route. Story wise, be a little weird. But I think the other surprise from a decision standpoint. Uh, is that they did not, they didn't, you know, they didn't have Namor be responsible for T'Challa's death, or the Atlanteans be responsible for T'Challa's death in any way. Uh, it's totally unconnected, and wasn't that wasn't something that was completely out of the question. But I think there are a lot of people that would have guessed on their bingo card or on their 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 odds maker that that Namor and the Atlanteans could have been uh, involved and. That was not the case. So again, interesting decision. Um, and again, I, they they ended up giving Namor teeth later in the movie with the Queen Ramonda death, as Shamari mentioned. He was not a fan of.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just uh, I also, I, I did like later on when when Shuri, I forgot exactly what she said. The dialogue was, but she implied that in in universe, T'Challa didn't like, tell anyone. So it was almost like a similar situation to what happened with Chadwick. Yeah. Yes. Um So I thought that was an interesting kind of nod. and it, I mean, again, that's another thing. Kind of gives a hint as to what occurred. Was some kind of illness that you just didn't tell anyone about. Um, But I just thought that was another... I thought that was a good kind of, again, just nod to, you know, pointing towards the actor and, and just the impact he had. Yeah, it's
0: a, it was a fine line to walk if they were going to do some kind of illness line. Um, it was, it it, it was, it, it was going to be a lot. A lot of the stuff they're doing with the, the child situation is is some ways damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, to some, that that means you know maybe you should just recast them. I think that are you're still damned if you do, damned if you don't because just many people who want to recast them, there's many people who say this is not right. So you know it, it, it is tough
2: um there it, is almost no right answers here there's no you know? there really are preferences
1: but.
0: yeah there's preferences i would, I think that's a good way to put it i think there are preferences i don't know if there's necessarily uh right answers with how some of this stuff uh could have been done um what i will say though is in terms of um some of the things that that perhaps uh did not work since we're on that now i go to i guess Kendall here uh, were there things in this movie that you look at and you say
2: this did not really work for me Yeah, I mean look, I mentioned uh I mentioned Val being her inclusion yeah. in the movie. I, I thought again, it was very random um you know, I, I it was again, it was, I was excited when it first happened when I you know, I was I was I was uh I was very curious to see where this was going because I, there was not, again, I did not have her being in this movie on my bingo card at all. Probably should have just based off of uh, me knowing the Thunderbolts is coming out and, and her character has been in a lot of recent movies, but uh, you know, I mean, she wasn't in Thor love and thunder, uh, which, you know, made sense. So I didn't really know why she had to be in this movie. Um, But they, 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 Made it a thing of the U.S. military. So she's a she. The, is she where, what is she the director of? Did I so saw they, they, they,
0: they I felt like I've seen the things shield? saying that she's CIA, but okay. I felt like it was a lot. In my opinion, I thought it was a little more open ended than maybe other people are saying. Where it's definitely the CIA, but I also yeah they that keep that being vague because she said the agency a couple of times, and I know obviously Ross works for the CIA, but still i i yeah i i think i think it's the cia i, I think i haven't okay. seen people say that it makes and I was, sense because the cia was kind is of the I, was looking at I was like, okay yeah i guess it is espionage the CIA. Yeah. yeah yeah but there there was a part of me that did for a, while, a lot of this movie wonder if this was shield
2: right um but but yeah i, I you know it's you know there, there's speculation they could be t- you know uh they could be setting up some sort of USA versus Wakanda storyline at some point. Not, you know, I'm not, I'm not like pining for that at all, especially after what I've seen in this movie. Uh, some speculation, it could be connected to Thunderbolt. Maybe that's what the Thunderbolt is. Uh, I don't know. I mean, again, I, I, you know, I still haven't seen anything that, that makes, that makes me excited about any of that. But, um, but I thought, again, I thought her conclusion was weird. Um, you know, I mentioned Riri Williams. Shamari mentioned her also. I thought that I thought Dominic Thorne was excellent. Um, you know, but it was a you know, it was slightly random. I'm not even gonna say that was something I didn't like, but it was just you know, I, I don't know if her inclusion hit as well as Peter Parker did in Civil War. Um, you know, it was a similar, the similar uh, inclusion. But it was a lot easier to understand and get behind, I think, Spider-Man being in that movie. Uh, I was excited. And and again, I thought she was excellent. Um, I thought the scenes were great. But uh, from a story standpoint, again, it was, it was just uh, based off what the movie was, it was a little distracting. And then there were times watching this movie where as much as I love Namor and as much as I thought that his story was great, there were times watching this movie where I wondered if if the Atlanteans were the right villain. Um, not because not because they weren't done well, but just, again, with everything that this movie was trying to ac- accomplish, uh, as, as gritty and as serious as, as the movie was, it just... It felt it felt so fantastical what they were <laughs> what they were trying to accomplish, um, and again you just had a lot to, that you had to explain with the Atlanteans. Uh, I mean, I'll I'll I, I'll I'll say this. Uh, I told Shamari this yesterday. There's a lot about this movie, whether it be uh, the Atlantean conflict, whether it be Val's inclusion. You know, maybe even Riri Williams. That I feel like. I think the one thing that they decided to cut. I think they did decide to cut Doctor Doom. Um, really, you think they I, cut you know, Doctor Doom out of the movie? I, the reason I, I I get the sense that they cut Doctor Doom out of the movie, uh, you know, we we talked about, um, we talked a lot about, uh, you know, and we, look, there's no way of of knowing for a fact, uh. If you ask them, they'd probably, you know, Coogler and Moore and the rest of the people would probably say, no, that wasn't the case. But um, it just feels like there, you know, there are these loose ends in this movie that feel a little awkward. Um, and I, I go back to uh, over about about a year, probably over a year ago at this point, uh, when the rumors and, well, there was the the casting of Lake Bell uh you know, in this movie, yeah uh you know the rumor at the time was she was playing Lucia vonbardez uh prime minister lavaria uh obviously connected to dr Doom, and that that's that that had the dr Doom rumors going going wild, and I mean maybe it was just a bad rumor uh but you know her role in this movie ended up being you know she's in the you know the opening scene with you know them you know, with the Atlanteans, and she's just playing a U.S. government person, uh, you know, mining for Viranium, you know, and at the end of the day, it ends up being just a U.S. versus Wakanda storyline and a, the world versus Wakanda storyline. But it doesn't make you wonder if she was supposed to play someone from that and that maybe she was, you know, undercover something like that and they decided to cut that out because you know all that stuff ends up being not as interesting I think as as anything else in the movie um and if that still if that stuff would have tied into potentially dr Doom is the one that is you know was that was trying to get the vibranium but he was able to pin it on the United States now all of a sudden people are a lot more interested in that storyline so um Again, there's stuff, there's just stuff in this movie, Uh, you know, I mean, the idea that Namor could have been, you know, you could have also created some sort of, like a lot of people speculated, you know, Doctor Doom being the guy behind the escalation uh, towards the Atlanteans and creating that Wakanda versus Atlantis, uh, you know, uh, rift. All that would have would have been would have made perfect sense, and there's so many story beats in this movie that would, would that would make sense to have Doctor Doom involved in, but he's not. And so my only my my guess is that 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 they decided to cut that out, uh, for whatever reason. Interesting. I
0: mean, those Doctor Doom rumors were definitely out there. Uh, I didn't I didn't necessarily watch this movie thinking, oh yeah, I see where Doctor Doom was probably gonna be in here. Um, so it's interesting Kendall had that. Thought, I mean Kendall Jamar, did you see anything or did you see anything that Kendall was saying regarding maybe that oh like maybe this was an opportunity to put Doctor Doom in. And maybe they should have kept him in if they if they didn't
1: um uh, no I mean Kendall that that's that's just an interesting um an interesting yeah. idea. I wasn't looking at it that way either. Um I do think I, I think Doctor Doom would have just raised this movie to another level. I don't know if maybe that's something they'll see for future Black Panther movies, and you know I'm sure we'll talk about the future of the Black Panther uh, towards the end, towards a later end of this show. But um, but I can see, I could definitely see that. I can see how Doctor Doom, um, you know, could fit in different spots here. But that's not definitely not something I was looking at. Um, But I definitely see what he's talking about.
0: Yeah, I I definitely see that as well. Um, I didn't see it initially, but I I guess I can see it here. I'm not sure if I wanted Doctor Doom, having now seen this movie. I think it definitely is stronger that there wasn't this idea that someone as powerful and as smart as Namor would have his strings being pulled so easily. I know obviously Doctor Doom is a master manipulator and master chess player, more so than even Namor, but... I think I think in some ways it would kinda cheapen like Namor if like you do have that Doctor Doom person pulling the strings of this conflict. So I'm okay with Dr. Doom not being in this, even if it means the conflict that we did get, which was this kind of heightened uncertainty regarding the US and its view of Wakanda since the child's passing which i didn't i didn't d- hate nearly as much um i i thought that they they started i think it started really strong i think that the you know that un council meeting i think that the uh idea that the us now is getting greedy with like uh what is possible and that they would actually want to do more with what they could do. You know, Val saying that she doesn't, she thinks you know, every day about what she could do. She had that kind of, uh, that kind of a uh, power with the, with the vibranium. I think it makes sense. I think it speaks to what is an ongoing theme regarding this franchise, which is colonialism and its effects on, uh, on black people and just all people, especially when it comes to the hands of people who want to profit or want to wage war. So I, I had no problem with it, even if it meant that we, ended up getting these Val scenes that were, I I think in hindsight, when I go back and watch this film again, I I think those scenes were a little, I would say almost distracting. I think there probably was a better way. And I guess if I go into like what I disliked, while I didn't, I liked the, the theme of the issue regarding the U.S. and how it saw things were playing out. I feel like Val did kind of become a bit of a distraction and, you know, Ross Came somewhat of a distraction from the film. It almost felt like those people were almost like ingrat- contractually obligated to have to show up in this movie, particularly almost Ross. Like I don't like when I think of his role in this movie, and I like his character a lot. But you know, I watched this film just before, and you know, I watched Black Panther one right before watching this movie. I literally watched it uh the same day. <laughs> I watched Black Panther one, and then I went to teach class, and then I went and watched Wakanda Forever. And to think of, like, his insertion in that movie and how it made so much sense and how it fit so much better than this one is really stark when you watch those films back to back. And I think they're they're just I think they just need to be a better job of either if you're going to lean into the, you know, U.S. getting wary of what's going on with Wakanda and the lack of not the lack the fact that there isn't more sharing of resources, then lean into that thing way heavy. Like then now the problem is at all everything every with every plus there's a minus. So if you do that, what that story leads you then to is to the eventual thing of, you know, Shiri and the Wakandans are fighting Namor and the Talicons. Uh but like the US is now gets into the way and then it forces those two to join together and then fight you know, the U S at the end of the movie. And then they all agree to be, you know, allies at the end, which is extremely tropey. And like I said, like very, I said a lot in this promotion that I did not want that. So it doesn't mean that, that what I, that like those issues regarding Ross and Val and the U S angle doesn't mean that it was done well or that it was done executed as the way it should have been. Um But in some ways I think they avoided, other tropes that would have annoyed me more had they done it differently. I think that if you really weren't going to treat it with the way the care that you wanted, I would have probably just maybe kind of limited it to that uh, that UN sequence. But they couldn't because they had to get Riri Williams in this movie. And I like Riri Williams. I like Dominic Thorne's performance. So I'm not really going to complain so much about that. So it's just one of those, like, to me, like, that to me is, like, one of the necessary evils with this movie. I know uh, some of you guys are going back and forth about whether or not Naree Williams' inclusion was was handled well. Like, I, I really liked her in this movie. Like, I like she she I didn't have nearly the issues that maybe you guys or other people had with her. And I thought Dominic's performance was great in this film. But to me, like, the Ross-Val-U.S. angle was a necessary evil to get us re and to also avoid kind of tropian things regarding you know talcon and wakanda then having to come together to fight some u.s forces which there were no u.s forces that would have made there's no they would have got dismantled like there was nothing like i don't think the u.s could have staged a excuse me a uh uh, an opponent an opposition that would have been worthy of that being the final act so i'm glad we didn't see that
1: I'm with you there, E.J. I'm glad we didn't see that either. Um, you know, uh, to me, it seemed clear that, that, it, and, and I think this seemed clear from, from the marketing. You know, this wasn't a, a thing like, you know, like how we discussed before the movie came out. where We were like, oh, I hope we're not being sold a bill of goods, and it's actually Namor versus Black Panther. And that's what it was. And, you know, it seemed clear. That's what they were marketing. That's what they, you know, there was no deception. That's what the movie was: it was Namor and his people against Black Panther and Wakanda. And you know, we saw the outcome of that. Now, at the end, they decided not to be enemies. There was like a kind of a truce there, but but they were they, but they were at odds, and there was a major conflict. And we saw that conflict play out how it was going to play out. Um, so I agree with you. I, I thought that was a good decision.
0: Um, what do we What do we think of? Well, real quickly, one thing I will say also, and it was a, a, it was kind of a nitpick for me, but something that did kind of like bug me when I watched this movie. I really wished there would have been way more explanation regarding Shuri's decision to take the herb and become the Black Panther. um What went into the suit that was made? Because they did such a great job of like. Talking about the suits in the first movie, um, I felt like that for a movie that's really long, there are some things that shouldn't be rushed, and that was one of the things that didn't that absolutely shouldn't have been rushed. Like, I like the fact that we don't know the intricacies of the suit or how long she's had it. Did she make it right there, like, or did she always have this suit ready? Like, I, was, I was surprised when she took came. her. I was like,
2: oh, yeah, gosh, like it just. Yeah, I like I really thought there was going to be another scene say, "All right, who should take this herb?" Like I thought she, yeah, I thought she was just going to give it, I I thought they might have pulled the Nakira. I thought she was going to be like, "No, you should be the one to take it." And there <laughs> you, yeah, there was know? a part of me
0: that thought that Nikia might take it there too. And there's something c- cinematic about playing on that drama. Like like I think and I don't and I don't think that that would have been like uh like opportunistic or anything. Like that was like a really important story beat. And I thought they kind of just just moved on from it. I, I don't know I don't I don't understand that. That that was in and this is again a movie that was long that I didn't feel was very long. I felt like I it it, it I watched very smoothly. I, I did not sit there saying okay when's this movie over? I was saying all right what's gonna happen next. But that was a part where I was like wow they rushed through that. Like that they, we needed more there.
1: You know Yeah, I mean I hear what you guys are saying. I I mean I didn't have as much of an issue with that. Um I think it's just to me it seemed It seemed. It it seemed to me. I interpreted as you know. We saw that Ramonda's death pushed her over the edge, and we. I think that scene with Ramonda kind of urging her to basically like be the Black Panther. That we need another Black Panther, and then with her passing, it's just like it's just like her saying like 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 she's now the ruler of Wakanda. It's like we need the black panther you know like that's how i that's how i interpreted it but i i do agree with you guys that's another thing that probably should have you know the movie is a long movie you know adding a scene to just say that isn't gonna hurt anything so so i mean i in hindsight i agree with you guys it didn't bother me as much but but i agree with you guys
0: yeah i just felt like it was something that was you know and like again it that even that scene the you know who's gonna do it and What's going to go into the suit? Even that is tropey. I'm not lying that, it, but some things just have to happen. In superhero movie. Some things just have to happen. And if there's yeah. a passing of a mantle of something of this importance, like there needs to be some thought as to why is this person, why, what's going to go into the differences and how the suit's going to be made. I'm not on that. You know, there's this stupid thing of, oh, does she train? That's stupid. I don't. I hate. We do that every time for any woman that is in part of role. I'm not even entertaining that. But what went into the suit making and what went into the decision for her to be the person that had to happen? Like, I don't know how they didn't. They didn't just do that. That 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 to me was like very like, I don't know. Seems simple. And I think it's probably something that was on the cutting edge floor, which kind of makes it like more annoying to me. Like I know those scenes are in there and they just didn't include them.
2: Yeah, no, and, and I think that, um, I, you know, I, I think that they probably said to themselves, I mean, we could put these scenes in here, but it's pretty obvious where we're going with this movie. So uh, the audience can figure it out, you know, and I, that's why I didn't end up being upset by it, because I was just like, I mean, I, I was a little, I mean, again, I was as someone out with that, you know, I'm, you know, I'm the tinfoil hat that's waiting for the twist or waiting for something yeah. else. I was a little surprised that you know there wasn't nothing. It was just very straightforward, and I was you know I was like okay, this is what they're doing. But I, I wasn't upset by it because it was so straightforward. It was you know to the point. You know, no Mbaku, no no uh, Nakia, no no Okoye conversation. It's just nope. It's gonna be Shuri. It's very obvious who we're doing. Makes sense. Um, you know, like you said, I mean, the no combat background thing would have made it a conversation. You would think based off of that but you know given the the nature of the herb you know it seems like that 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 wasn't important yeah uh so uh, yeah i, I think it, it it was it was an interesting way to, to to do it um but ultimately it saved time and and you know at, by the by the end of the movie i was i was i was fully, uh, fully on board with, with, with shuri as a black panther for that movie
0: yeah i was too um i think that and that's in some in some ways i feel like they kind of leaned on that where they were like look you've seen um like you you clearly seen this guy <laughs> oh excuse me this 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 woman like go through all of this uh you know this intense grieving um this story arc is 100 like her story she's arc of story like it would like with the way the movie was pushed forward it would have not really made sense for how this movie was written for anyone else to be um the black panther but like it it, it was clear that this would have been it like but to me like the whole you know oh like you know does she you know have the again the the skills or whatever it's like i don't know like i saw her like without any powers like not get killed by killmonger who was the black panther in the first movie like I, i think she i think she can handle herself like she may not be a freaking warrior, but like I just that was not like something that that bothered me as much. And like I said, I think we do that often, too often, with female characters where we're just like, "Oh, you got to prove to me that you actually can fight," you know? <laughs> where well, we 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 didn't get any of that from uh from T'Challa. so I didn't really get, I don't really understand that that criticism that happens a lot. But um, but yeah, that was that, those were some of the things I thought that that I thought did not work as well. But staying on that that Shuri's decision. Um, and Kendall saying that he felt really comfortable with it by the time that that time came. Where do you stand Shamari on her journey throughout this film and then that decision to make her the Black Panther in this movie?
1: Um, her journey throughout the film, I, I mean, and then her decision to be about it. I thought it was, I thought it was very touching. It was a, this was a very emotional film. Um, and there were a lot of moments, specifically Letitia Wright moments, uh that where i got emotional where i was like wow man this is really sad you know and and it is a really sad story for her i mean she lost her brother and then she loses her mother which again we're, we'll get i'm sure we'll get into th- the things we didn't like later but um but it was just a sad story so you know it was you know i, I was like wow man she's really going through a lot and then you know of course she's killmonger in the place and that's the whole thing um this was a definitely a good, this was a well-made, this was a good story for, for Shuri's character and a Shuri Black Panther story. I thought it was good. You know, I didn't, nothing bothered me. I agree with you, EJ, that whole, I didn't have any kind of training issue or anything like that. That's kind of weird. It's, I mean, she's a superhero, it's Black Panther, you know, it's not, you know, isn't something where, and I mean, we've, I mean, we've seen her like fighting stuff before, but she's a superhero, you know, so I, you know, you give her the herb and you can do superpower stuff. So I didn't, I didn't have any kind of issue with, with that. I thought the action was fantastic with Shuri. It was good. I I had no problem with her story. I thought it was, I thought it was really well done. Um, and again, hats off to Letitia Wright. She did a fantastic job, um, playing the role.
0: Yeah. I really, I really also really enjoyed, again, one Letitia Wright, um, like I said at the top, I thought there was really nice nuance in her journey through grievance, which you know, we grieving which we see kind of everyone kinda of deal with it in their own ways, which with her we see, you know, in many many ways, maybe the most uh wide ranging uh journey. You know, there is denial, there you know, there's first like shock, there is denial, there is um you know, intense sadness, uh there is also in, like in a sense to to kind of just move forward and try to just keep it things going without really kind of thinking too much about it like, and that's those things aren't necessarily the easiest to kind of weigh. and and then there's rage you know, we see that you know especially with with Ramonda at that point now we see rage by by the end so they really hit all the they really hit all the notes really of uh, of death and like I said at the top I really I really did enjoy the how they took this character and said, okay, how this person who, you know, again, can do it all in terms of, you know, creating things and being a scientist and but she lives in this very, you know, spiritual society uh, where those, you know, she couldn't help them but those spirits also didn't help save the situation. How would that person deal with this situation? Um, and I feel like they end up writing a story that really made a lot of sense for her. I like that she was really kind of just like kind of done and really dismissive of, you know, the ancestors and ancestral plane and things like that. Um, and the, the impact that, that, you know, the, the belief in the spirits can have if, uh, in, you know, and comforting her, if, 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 if she is continuing to still struggle with the, um, uh, with the death of T'Challa, I think it all worked out really well. And then I also really liked, how imperfect she was when she like gets the the powers of the panther. In some ways it's it's one her arc, her arc very her arc is parallels to Killmonger clearly, which I which we see and we see why there there are parallels there. But then it also parallels very nicely to T'Challa's arc in Civil War. You know, Civil War, T'Challa is uh just just obsessed with vengeance for his father's murder and it consumes him and these are siblings so you know we kind of sometimes we kind of forget that version of t'challa because so much happened in civil war and then we get so much more of him in subsequent the subsequent black panther movie that we kind of like we kind of sometimes see him as this perfect you know figure but we we saw him at a very dark moment in his life in civil war and how he dealt with that and how he had to come full circle to that moment and seeing you know shuri have to come to those same conclusions come to that same place of grief and rage and having to kind of like hold that back and and kind of quelch it 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 was powerful to me it really was and you know you guys know like i've been as critical as letitia Wright. As anyone on this podcast, I've said that, they, that if she kept acting what she was acting, that they should get rid of her from the series. That's how much I, I did not have a patience for what I was seeing from her. But I'm always going to call a spade a spade, and I'm always going to call it like it is. I mean, she put her heart and soul into this role, and she did a fantastic job. And I'm happy that she got to do this. I'm happy that she got to uh, do this role. I'm happy that this is... The storyline that they came up with, with her taking that mantle to Black Panther for this movie. And, and in many ways, I feel like that part worked out really well. There were times where I didn't think it would because of her own actions. But she did the damn thing when it comes to the, the role. And, and all I can do is uh, tip my cap, really. Uh, Kendall, real quickly on uh, on uh, the Shuri angle. How you feel about her journey and, and the decision to make her the Black Panther.
2: Uh, like I said, I mean, I, 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 by the end of it, I, you know, I was fine with the decision. Um, clearly they made this movie with the thought process that there was no other route to go from a story standpoint. Uh, once you decided not to recast, uh, they, they didn't make this movie where I was like, yeah, we're going to make it seem like Mbaku might be the guy. We're going to make it seem like, again, you can maybe make the case that there was a little bit of stuff that you could have argued. Maybe Nakia could have got the mantle, but, uh, but even then, they you know, she kind of seemed like he was retired at that point. So it was like, yeah, it wasn't going to be Nimbaku for sure. It wasn't going to be uh, Nakia. uh There was nothing in there to make it seem like it was going to be Okoye. So at that point, it, it became obvious that they were making this story uh, for Shuri to be Black Panther. Um, again, from this movie and what you were trying to do, it made the most sense. Uh, I don't think that that's what they wanted to do, but I think they had no choice. Uh, in their minds. Um, you know, like, if there was a better option, I think they would have taken it from a story standpoint. Uh, I don't know. I'm still am not convinced that is going to be the Black Panther long-term. I'm not convinced uh, at all. You know, I think that the fact that she didn't, you know, as far as we know for right now, she's not going to be queen. You know, is uh, is is noteworthy. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. I I mean, man, this thing is is in a weird spot, and we'll talk about the post credit scene. Uh, but there's there, there you know, I, I'm just very I'm fascinated to see how they're gonna navigate this thing because, you know, they didn't really make their lives any easier by this the way this movie played out.
0: I don't think. Mm. Interesting, but I'm curious to kind of follow up on that. But before we do that, Sham uh Namor, his debut in this movie, in this world. We've we've kinda of sung his praises, I think, for the most part, but any, any more in depth feelings about what worked for their portrayal of Namor?
2: Um well, they did call a mutant, by the way.
0: Yes, he says he yes, said he called himself call a mutant.
2: Him.
1: Um, I mean, really, everything about him worked. Um, his backstory, I thought was compelling. The action, the kind, of, the way that hit the action involving him was kind of just like in drips. You know, first you just see him throwing the helicopter around, and you know, you see just how powerful he is. Um, you know, and then and then he kind of just approaches. Shuri and and the queen just like just while they're having a private moment. Um it I mean you know, to everything that happens after that, all the fights, all the kind of the politicking that he tries to do with Shuri, trying to get her on his side, everything worked. Everything worked for me. I didn't have any problem with it. The acting was fantastic. It all worked. I thought Namor was fantastic. You know, I it's um you know, it seemed real, nothing about it seemed kind of fake or wooden or or uh you know, it seemed like this was a real ruler that was willing to do anything to protect his people. <laughs> um that and um yeah it was it was very compelling. Yeah, very, I very
0: cool. yeah, yeah, I really felt like Kendall. They really captured Namor in like really almost his entire essence, which is extremely impressive for him to be introduced in a movie as a supporting character, main antagonist. For them to do that is really is again that was not easy. But like he's a complex figure. I mean, Ryan Coogler didn't want to necessarily call him a villain per se. He first him as more of a of an antagonist uh I think that this is way more fair that is a way more fair distinction for him than it was for Killmonger in the first movie like I think that this was uh someone who is you know he is ruthless which is why he said oh so it's this girl that's allowing him to come and pillage our uh our uh, what's the name our our, uh, our vibranium and and threaten our our state of life oh yeah well I guess she just has to die then it, that goes back to him being stubborn and a bit of a jackass, which I've said a bunch on this uh, show, and him, you know, showing the charm and showing, you know, I thought just one of the most beautiful scenes of this movie was him taking Shuri to his home world or his home land or home area. I guess not land, technically it's water uh, of Talokan, and 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 showing the the, the beautiful people and, and and the beautiful setup that they have down there, like. Seeing that charm and seeing his him play off of uh to not play off of Letitia in those scenes, so well done. Um, But then seeing how brutal he can be, whether it be um taking out helicopters, whether it be in a just ruthless just fight against Shuri, or what what happens when he pulls up on Wakanda? Like I tell you, like I, I said, like when we saw those trailers that that scene he pulls up on Wakanda is gonna have to do a lot of work to put him over. And boy, did they put him over. Like, that, that, that. Think about how this movie started. Like, it started with, like, kill, like uh, Mbaku being like, yo, we just gotta kill this man. Like, just, like, why are we even wasting time talking about what we should do with this man? Just kill this man. And Mbaku, uh, you know, he saw a glimpse of the ancestors with one punch to the chest. And the next meeting, he's like, uh, I don't think we should kill this guy. <laughs> All of a sudden, Mbaku, who never ducks smoke, uh, couldn't find the chimney when it came to dealing with Namor a, a potential second time. Uh,
2: yeah, he wasn't running up the chimney this time.
0: No, it was, there was no running up the chimney for Mbaku after one punch and him seeing the ancestors and being like, "Yeah, nah, this is this is not it. This is just somebody we need to just leave alone." And just the way Namor was able to like eat, just like kind of like systematically just dismantle Wakanda. Did it, it, really they put him over, man? They really put him over, and then it was gonna be have to be the, um, and I even said like, how do you then protect someone who you know you want to p- present and move forward as still a major threat if you know you got to put over a new Black Panther, and I actually thought they were able to do that because I think that they use Shuri's intellect to be the difference maker essentially in this fight, um, intellect matched with pure just. Like honestly, like we're talking about like sports, like just dog. Like, sure, he has dog in her in this in this movie. So just pure dog, was not gonna allow her to lose that fight. But also, how she thought about taking Namor out, and 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 her thought behind it, and she got help from, of course, Reeve Williams, who also helped her in that strategy. That 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 they, I think they protected him. How even how he lost, you know. And, and I think that, that they, they really handled almost everything with him extremely well. I even think that there's some, because I talked about, like, the stuff with the issues with the water scene that, again, I, I, I kind of like that there are a lot of imperfections about Shuri in her first run as Black Panther. Like, she comes in, she's like, we need to go after them. They're kind of telling her, I don't know if this is the greatest idea. She's like, I don't care what y'all are saying. We're going to kill this guy. and we're going to take the fight to them like it's when people say oh this is like a bad idea part of me is like i'm like i think that's kind of the point like she's so consumed by just killing this man that maybe she isn't really considering the dangers this will put everyone who goes on that boat against these people i think that she had a decent strategy in terms of like a surprise attack to kind of take them out in their own element but it doesn't necessarily work the greatest and her ability to beat namor is the only reason that you know more people aren't dead I I just really thought the Namor aspect was, was really uh was really nicely done. Um Kendall, you want to say anything quickly on Namor? I don't know if I if you if you said much, but anything you wanna add?
2: Yeah, I mean Yeah, no, I mean I thought that uh Yeah, he was pretty ruthless. Um you know uh you know I I, I probably could have there's been some back and forth, some back and forth dialogue on you know, should he have been so? He had been so evil towards Riri Williams. Uh, I, you know, I probably would have leaned. You know, I wish there would have been a little bit more thought process behind that. But, um, but the other argument is, look, that's just that's the way he's wired. He's just wired to protect his people. He doesn't care about some ra- random American girl. You know. Um, <laughs> sometimes I sometimes I'm like, look, I mean, if you were just thought, you know, two steps further, he would have realized that he wasn't the one that was, you know, mining for the iranium, and it wasn't her decision making. But she's the one with the mind that was able to create something that could find that stuff. So again, you can you can debate that however you however you like. But um, but yeah, I thought I thought. I mean, again, I thought Tinoch did an excellent job. Um, you know, the the the. Design, I you know, I still probably could have could have gone with a simpler, more simpler look, but that that was the design that they that they went for. Um, but I, but I, I mean, I thought that uh, I, I thought he did an excellent job. I, I thought they displayed his powers uh, well. Um, you know, I'm just I'm I'm curious to see where we see him next because they're clearly trying to angle him. He's still. He's still in that, very much in that anti-hero, uh, if not just villain, role. So I'm curious to see how they continue to position him. But, you know, I mean, this is Marvel that's, you know, finally keeping villains alive. You know, Thank so, God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, because, I mean, I, I will say there were times in this movie I thought they were going to kill Shuri. I thought they were going to kill Namor. Shamari said they 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 pulled no punches. With <laughs> everyone seemed like they they were they were on the table once uh, the queen died. So um, you know I was very prepared for more funeral scenes at that point. So um, I mean I I was surprised when Amor survived. And I again I there was a part of me that was like are they killing Sherry here? You know I mean given everything with with Letitia Wright, right uh, when she got stabbed I thought that might have been it. And that would have been a very interesting way to end it. But like I said, they're, they're in a weird spot uh, where they where they have to go next with this thing.
0: Yeah, they are. And I think that, you know, I think to, that for their in their way, I think it would be smart. If they're going to try to center Namor next time, you know, give them a solo movie, you know, make it Namor the Submariner, which I've seen, you know, and and make it about something involving the Talacan conflict and it could be something in-house you know they saw his uh maybe missteps in this movie and maybe there'll be someone who says yo is this really the right person to be leading us he'd been leading us for like centuries and now he's got a mural of the person that just defeated us hanging in his wall like <laughs> what the hell is with this guy like i i, I think that there's definitely angles to, to do some future stuff with him that excites me but yeah I, i'm fascinated to see what they end up doing moving forward um so i guess we can get to i guess we we've, we've kind of talked a lot about this film and i mean i i you know i i shout out to their ruthless fight on the you know in the desert slash you know i guess they they didn't make the desert. i think they ended up be, still being on the beach uh that was definitely one of the more ruthless fights we've seen probably in in the marvel cinematic universe probably up there with you know iron man versus cap and winter soldier and civil war and quite frankly maybe even uh Peter Parker Spider-Man versus uh, uh really he's had honestly he's had tough fights in every movie he's been in this the one the six one six Peter Parker so i, I don't like all yes. of them have been really and it's been awesome but really really tough um so uh, really really crazy you know definitely a, a tough fight scene everybody you know I, I know we're getting we're running low on time but everybody good with kind of how that fight scene played out between them at the end
1: I mean Um I mean I was good with it. Mm -hmm. Um you know I thought it was you know it was brutal. Um it was uh it was very very gritty. Um she she got off
0: the wing on his foot, I was like, Oh my
1: god. Uh. Yeah, yeah, it's very uh very graphic. Yeah. Um yeah, it was, you know, it was. I mean, it was a fight, you know. Point at the point, it felt like a street fight. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I thought it was good. I, I thought it was good. I mean, it was just very gripping. Kendall, you uh, you, your
0: your thoughts on that last fight?
2: Uh, yeah, no, I thought I thought it was good too. Um. You know, I, I thought the, the the way they 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 were able to, you know, explain it through Shuri having a tactical advantage, uh, you know, helped make it make sense and helped not to, to uh, you know, not to take too much away from Namor uh, from a power level standpoint. Again, all whenever, whenever you're talking debating power levels. Uh, especially for new characters or characters we've never seen before, like you know, we've never seen Shuri, Black Panther, we've never seen Namor. I, I, I leave that stuff up to Ryan Coogler and Nate Moore for, to explain. Yeah. I, you know, I, I mean, I mean, I know they said that he's as powerful as Thor and you know, Underwater and, and Hulk or whatever, Hulk. but yeah. yeah, but, uh, but they also explained in the movie that yeah, when he's dried out, he's gonna be a little, he's gonna be weaker and. When that happens, uh, and they, you know, advantage, I would imagine, advantage Black Panther. So, um, yeah, no, I, I thought that that stuff was, I thought that stuff was really good. Um, I also thought that his scene, the scene of him, you know, taking out the Queen, I, I thought that was very similar to, uh, Green Goblin in No Way Home, you yep. know, taking out M.A., uh, especially with the, with the message, you know, saying you know you're the queen now or whatever uh that that was that was that was a ball of line yeah yeah that was very, that was good writing there the 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 telegraph is similar to how green goblin did you know he's like thank me later you know yeah it's very similar
0: yeah well done with that for sure um so let's get to the last let's get to the to the to the to end of this movie so it ends um you know so Shuri, we see that she's the black panther uh but we See, she does not show up for her trial by combat and is, you know, essentially no shows, meaning that uh, Mbaku, who takes the challenge, uh, is given the throne of Wakanda, it appears. So, I guess he is now going to be the ruler of Wakanda, which I think we started to see a lot of his leadership qualities kind of rise throughout this film, whether it be. Through uh, his counsel during some of those meetings, through his uh, counsel to uh, to Shuri herself, or just advice to Shuri herself on a personal level, it, it, the story arc of him getting to being the ruler of, of Wakanda feels right. I think, given how they set a lot of this stuff up, in my opinion. But um, but we end the movie essentially with you know Shuri finally you know willing to come to grips and, and grieve, and, and she heads to Haiti, which is where we see Nakia has been stationed. For uh, a while now, we learned that she was not part of the funeral that T'Challa had in Wakanda, which we see because you know she wasn't there, um, and that she had been spending this time in 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 Haiti, and that she had offered Shuri this opportunity to come with her to Haiti to take some time off and to kind of get away and to finally really kind of come to grips with not only just the death of the child but also the death of her mother. So. During this time, of course, we see that you know she's built a school. She's been, uh, you know, I guess helping the locals. You know, so she's kind of doing kind of the work that we kind of saw her talk about in Black Panther One uh, in Haiti, though, kind of uh, you know in, in in secret, I guess. And then we get to the post credit scene, and and it's the only mid credit scene that we have, or post credit scene that we have, and it's actually a continuation of the final sequence, which is Shuri kind of on the beach, just kind of. Taking in everything that's happened and, and 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 kind of mourning, Chadwick and and, and Ramonda, and you know, it's uh it's uh Nakia coming back and saying you know there's someone I'd like to introduce you to, and she introduces her to her son Toussaint, who she says she had with T'Challa, and that they had been staying in Haiti, um, in large part due to the fact that T'Challa wanted his son not under the spotlight and the pressure of the throne at such a young age so that he had uh, been spending time and coming back and staying with them. But that he, this is a life that they were living away from all the stuff happening in Wakanda and that he, the the young man had met young boy had met uh, uh, his mother, Ramonda, So a little foreshadowing or at least a little bit of a tag to what we heard earlier when Ramonda was trying to say there's something about, you know, T'Challa you should know about. And we didn't, you know, she never alluded to anything because I think something happened. And we now know that that was the thing she probably was going to reveal to her at that moment. Um, so here it was the reveal of the fact that the child has a son. But we also learned in a conversation that she has with Shuri in a very touching scene that, um, that you know, Toussaint is actually his Haitian name and that his real name is T'Challa. He is uh, Prince T'Challa son of the late King T'Challa. Um and that of course brings great joy and uh, you know and and and, and feels to Sheri in that moment. So that is how this movie closes this book. So there they kind of lay the tea leaves for another T'Challa to come along down the line. Shamari, I'll ask you first, how do you feel about how they handled this situation with the With
1: the young T'Challa in Haiti. Um. uh, So to me, it was all right. So I have a I have a lot of different feelings about this. So, Mm -hmm. um, of course, and I've said this from the beginning. I will continue to say this. You know, T'Challa should have been in this movie. You know, just the T'Challa that we had seen. (laughs) Uh, That's just my opinion. I think that should have been the route that they should have gone. You know, we, T'Challa shouldn't have died in this movie, et cetera, so on and so forth. I've said this continuously many, many times. Um, so that's that's how I feel about it. Of the of the, so they're not doing that, and then they killed them off, and they didn't explain how they killed him off. I still don't like that. But with all that being said, with the remaining options that were on the table for what they could have done, to Give us a new T'Challa or some such type thing. This, I think this is probably the best option that was on the table. And I like that this is what we got. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, I thought this was just a very touching scene. It was. Um, It it was a good scene. It was a touching scene. Um, You know, because this was a sad movie, especially for Shuri. And uh, you know, of course, of course, with Chadwick Boseman passing, and you know T'Challa's death, and Ramonda's death, and everybody—you know—just all the tragedy that happened in the movie. It was a touching scene. So, you know, um, so given everything that they've chosen to do, I thought I did like this decision to, okay, we're gonna have another T'Challa, a young T'Challa, this this the son, and we'll try to. You know, um, I'm, I'm, my assumption is that this is their version of a recast. Yeah. I still think they should have just recast, but if they're not going to do that, this is their version of a recast, and they're going to try to at some point in time fuse the other T'Challa stories that are out there into this T'Challa, and you know we'll see, um, you know we'll see how that works. Um, you know, so you know i thought the scene was good you know it was still sad touching all of that you know his father's dead his grandmother is dead it's a lot of death that i think it was unnecessary <laughs> um yeah. you know i am just saying it, it's unnecessary yeah. i think it was unnecessary you know i'm just being honest yeah you know like it was unne- they didn't have to do all those things but they did it but yeah. i thought it was but i did think it was a touching scene and i'm looking forward to seeing um, you know, to seeing the stories that are told, I'm still holding that hope of me and kind of were talking about this yesterday. Of course, I'm still holding that hope for Storm and T'Challa eventually. You know, we seeing yep. us seeing that at some point, um, you know, us seeing Storm in Wakanda and so on and all of that. So, you know, it, it kind of paints a positive picture. Um, you know, I am glad that it seems that that they're they're making it so that we get we're getting and we get another t'challa black panther and that will be the black panther uh, we're not just Shuri's a black panther now and that's just what we're doing just for the, the for the, however long <laughs> you know that, that that's not the case i'm glad that's not the case i'm um, not be, not even because and i like shuri in this movie but i'm still glad that's not the case because i would i want to see more t'challa stories um so that um so overall I mean, of course, I have mixed feelings about it. I I, I still prefer I, they should have just recast T'Challa, but I am glad that this scene that 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 they're going with this route, if they with them killing off T'Challa.
0: Okay, uh, Kendall, what what are your feelings on the handling of uh, young Toussaint, aka Prince T'Challa?
2: Yeah, um, you know, I mean, I think this is a route that. You know, isn't I mean, the idea that, you know, they were introduced to Tales Kid had been speculated, been reported, whatever you want to call it, uh something that very well could happen in this movie. Uh there was speculation that they will go they they that they would go the Charlie Jr. route, um in order to sort of, you know, uh like, like you said, have their version of a recast. I think when the concept was was talked about there was a debate of, well, how old are you going to make the kid? Because you could do, uh, you know, it was right before the blip, and, you know, he's in that five, six, seven-year-old age. uh, Or you could do, uh, you know, it was pre-Black Panther, maybe even pre-Civil War, and he's older. You know, he's 12, he's, you know, whatever, he's 13, he's, you know, he's a teenager, uh, or, or at least, you know, old enough um, that, you know you you could have him be an actual ca- you know character in the present day that is that that that's uh you know in combat um they did not go that route uh i probably would have there would have been some story inconsistencies there would have been some stuff that you would have had to you know that you would have had to explain and i think that they i wouldn't have had a problem with that just cuz i feel like it would have been better for the future uh storyline and again I, as as i've said I'm okay with letting some stuff go, you know, from a story standpoint, if I understand that there is tangible reasons why they had to be done. And with this, I, if you would have told me, yeah, the kid's 13 and, you know, T'Challa had him when he was 19 or something like that, I would have just been like, all right, you know, yeah. I mean, again, some story stuff that would have made sense, but, uh, but if it's our way of recasting T'Challa, I'm all for it. But, um, but they didn't go that route they didn't want to sacrifice story that's fine uh they went with a a younger one that you know from a story standpoint makes a little bit more sense um and i'm just curious what is this is this is this you know just a long game that they're playing is this something that they have immediate plans to mm-hmm. to 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 you know sort of execute off of this i i mean you know usually with marvel post-credits scenes there are a lot more uh immediate you know there there is a lot more of a clearer vision as to what is happening coming out of it this one you have you don't know i mean you know what it means you know what they're trying to tell you but it you know you don't know if they're actually if this is something that is actionable or if this is something that is just to appease some people or just you know a heartfelt moment um yeah. the the thing that that i'm most curious is i think there is a lot of potential for a for almost like a double, I don't want to say a double universe, but this could be the start of like them having some sort of future timeline. You know, what I mean, we know King is gonna gonna be in the MCU. I mean, he already is, yeah. but um, the idea that there is a some sort of I don't call it dystopian, but usually in you know, usually in comic books is the future is some some dystopian future. Yeah. But the idea there's a future out there where it's almost a Batman Beyond where you have T'Challa uh, out there could be exciting. And that would make sense why you'd make him younger uh, because if you want to have that time jump where he's 25, you know, or whatever, uh, now you're going 20 years into the future. And now it's a different MCU at that point. Um, so, I I mean, I think there is there is potential for that. There's not going to be... People aren't going to be... Not everybody's going to be excited about that, but I think that there is... Uh, there is room for great stories. I mean, I think. I mean, I, I mean, you know, I know Shamari is the biggest Batman Beyond fan on here. I'm I'm a huge Batman Beyond fan, as are you, EJ. There's a lot of great stories that can be told, you know, in the future, and great characters and great parallels that you can have, great continuity you can establish. Um, by the way, you know, shout out to Kevin Conroy. He passed away this week. Uh, yeah, major this shout week. out. R.I.P. Absolutely. Yeah, um, R.I.P. You know, uh. That was that was, a, that, was a, that was quite the the surprise and quite the, the you know the the sad sad uh sad news to hear. But um but yeah, it was Batman Beyond established that you could have, you know, a continuity and have it connected, but have it take place in the future. So I think that that would be something that I'd be very intrigued by because it allows you to create the character again. You know, now you get your sort of version of a recast because now, like Shamari said, you can do the things and, you know, if you had problems with this version of T'Challa that we had, which had with Bozeman. Now, I mean, this is their chance to make him slightly different and, you know, make him play off of some of the stuff. Like you said, if you would have preferred that, you know, Nakia not been a character or you, you preferred Storm be his uh, love interest in the storyline. Well, now you can do that. I think there's questions about age. I mean, Storm can be a kid also in this or. You know, or is it a Padme situation? I do mean, so much I mean, Anakin Skywalker was a kid in, in in uh you know Phantom Menace, and Padme was an adult, and then you know she didn't age by the time we got to Revenge of the Sith. But um, but still, I mean that that's something that that you know you could do potentially. But um, you know if you if you you know thought that they should. You know, if from a combat standpoint, you thought he should have been differently. From an intellect standpoint, you thought he he should have been differently. From a costume standpoint, all that stuff that you wanted, that that people could, uh, would have liked to have seen or different villains, you can now do. So that, I think there's a lot of upside, point being. Uh, But the ball is in Marvel's court. They can go, they can do absolutely nothing with it, you know? So that's why I'm not like, I don't want to get too excited because I'm also, again, the same guy that, wanted dr doom in this movie and didn't get dr doom so <laughs> that seemed a lot simpler so i mean i'm not gonna you know write marvel's movies for them or marvel's did the plus series for them but i think that that has a lot of uh, potential
0: yeah i think you know i feel like on this show i've i talked a ton about the potential of doing a young child story and how that really excited me um you know i I wish Chadwick was here. I wish that we had Chadwick. You know, I've been very much in the camp of I don't think that you should you should have recast it at this point in time. Um, And I, I still feel that way. And there's nothing I saw in this movie that made me feel differently. But I felt like the best way to handle this would have been to find a way to present a new T'Challa to move forward with at some point in time in the near future. I wasn't even sure that was going to happen in this movie, per se. The fact that it did, I was very happy with. I really like that scene. Um, I think the explanation was going to be difficult, and I think that they they handled it, I think, as well as they could have. One, I like the representation of Haiti, which is kind of a, oftentimes, a very much forgotten people in terms of when we think of black people suffering in America, or not, excuse me, in the world. And, you know, Haiti really doesn't get um nearly the support and resources that they deserve so the idea that uh nakia and the child one that the child listened to nakia about the need to help these other places and that nakia had started a school in um haiti and that she had been using wakanda like methods and resources to provide for the people there was already i thought touching in itself, considering... And then when you add on the fact that this was where they were raising their son, I really I really liked that. Um, so, cause I thought it showed growth with the child's character. Um, so, I I really... And Nakia. So, I, I liked pretty much everything regarding the route they chose with how they were going to present a son. I didn't want the, he had a kid a long time ago he didn't know about, or you know, a kid he had that he'd been you know, that that was his kid but, you know, he'd been hiding for all these years and or he didn't have a relationship with I didn't I, like that all those black trophy things I could not deal with. Like I didn't have any patience for it. So the idea that this was a son that he was in his son's he was in his son's life, of course he can't control the blip situation, but with the years he was here, he was in his son's life for the fact that he um that yeah, he saw Wakanda and the throne as being a lot for a young boy and that he wanted to maybe present uh present him and show give him to other people or not uh, give him other people but to raise him outside of that and to raise him outside with other black people that he also was supporting kind of realizing the nakia dream and also some of what he had talked about with uh with shuri at the end of the movie um i i I thought that that was touching so i really i really liked it i i'm really excited about young t'challa because I think that the, the the slate is so clean for what you can do with him. Um, he is T'Challa, so there there isn't a thing that we don't have with T'Challa anymore. We do have with T'Challa now. Uh, he's young, but first of all, they could age him with various situations. We've had time. we had time jumps in this movie? We very well may have time jumps uh, in the future. So I, his age doesn't bother me because I don't I don't think that I don't think we're gonna I don't, if he's what six now. I don't think I don't think we're gonna have to wait. Fifteen years before he's Black Panther, I guarantee you that's not going to happen. So, I think we'll see T'Challa back as Black Panther in
2: a oh, decent. But amount is he going to be? Is he going to be our Black Panther? I guess would be the question. You know what I mean? Because like yeah. you're not. Yeah, gonna I think yeah, I think he is. I, I mean, I don't, I don't. I mean,
0: I, I think that. Well, so we say because you're not going to have
2: a thirteen-year-old. I mean, or are we going to have a thirteen-year-old be the? the no, or is it a separate? timeline separate sort of universe like a batman beyond situation.
0: What I'm I I think what I'm trying to say is I feel like he's going to be the black panther for whatever universe we're following because remember, we have secret wars coming, which means that that will right. really what we think of timelines will be very different after secret wars and that's in 2026. Um right? That's right. Number 2026. Yes.
2: So that's 2026. Yeah. So that's uh a little less than 4 years from now. People are telling me I'm not going to see Dr. Doom until 2026 now. And I'm like, great. Kendall's sick, Kennel's sick. Four, um, four years. <laughs> but, like, I think to me,
0: whenever the dust settles, T'Challa will be – if he's not Black Panther, he'll be very much in the swing things. And I don't, he won't be 12. He won't be 13. He, like, I think that they'll have an a, ability to introduce Storm in a much more – um traditional yeah traditional way just a much more a way that just is going to be a lot easier and smoother than like every i just feel like every idea where people tried to include how you would include storm i just all i thought they all sucked like i just i didn't like any of them like i always thought it made sense for them to have met as young kids because that's it's that's how it was written before like um any way they would have brought her in by also including the, the inclusion of mutants none, none of it really added up so we Of course, we would prefer that we didn't, they didn't have to kill T'Challa, but this is what they decided. So now that we're here, the Storm story makes more sense. I think that we can learn a lot more about, um, we can kind of flush out an origin. We don't really have a T'Challa origin. Like I said, there's a prequel comic book. And that's all we really have in terms of origin for the Black Panther and for T'Challa. So now we can actually have an origin story for this character and someone we can grow with. Like, think about how we've been able to grow with Tom Holland as Spider-Man and how fruitful that has been. The idea that you could potentially do that with someone like T'Challa, the possibilities are endless. And the storylines for what you can do for Wakanda are also endless. So I think for the future of Wakanda storylines and for T'Challa moving forward, I, I always felt that this made more sense. I would have preferred this to just some other guy pretending to be Chadwick Boseman's. T'Challa I I just if that's what we had to have that's what had to happen then I would have been fine with it but I just I I always thought that would have been weird I think this is way better and I think that when we get to Secret Wars they'll even be able to wipe the slate even cleaner than where they are here but I think I said from the beginning that there was no way that they were going to be never going to have T'Challa in the main continuity I said that from the beginning there was no way that was going to happen that was not realistic and I think they made an error by saying that but I always said, I thought that this was something like this was probably something that could work or would make more sense. And I'm pretty cool with how they landed. I really am.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think the, the question is going to be, again, it's going to be that, that, that thing of how do they go forward with it? Because the ideas that you presented are, some of them are plausible, but you know, Marvel. uh, I mean, how many times I'm not I'm I'm done trying to predict. Marvel things that may make sense, like, oh, wouldn't it make sense to just include the X-Men, you know, tomorrow or next year or the year after? But they haven't done it, you know, or, you know, just again, I've said it. I said it from jump. It would have made sense to put Dr. in this movie, but they didn't do it. And I mean, we've done that. We've we've gone through that time and time again. Um, things that may have made sense. Would it have made sense to to hint at mutant stuff in Wandavision? Probably, but for whatever reason, they decided not to go down that route. Um, so I think the 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 point being that the the concern for for some people will be, you know, I mean, again, what you said sounds great, but will will they just have them be, have him be a kid for the next five six years, you know, or Will they, you know, and then have somebody else, have Shuri be the Black Panther for the next three, and then have maybe, maybe he, you know, you, you pull some hijinks, but um, you're gonna have to play some sort of game with time and and all that to to get his version of T'Challa into the current timeline that we've been following. And then does that become a storyline of itself? Is he a fish out of water? Um, Or is he going to be in a more natural, traditional habitat that he would be more used to? Um, That that'll because you made him so young, you know. I think that was that again goes back to to my concern is if you would have made him older, you probably would have gotten a more natural progression uh, into him being Black Panther and not having to do all this quirky time jump stuff or you know him being from another universe or anything like that, but. But has there been a time jump that has not worked for Marvel so far yet? Like you
0: say quirky, but like they didn't, the, invent, the end game time jump worked. Uh the time jump here, I thought it worked.
2: Like, but I don't know if they're going to do a time jump for one character like you know? Like that that's you know what I'm saying the they're
0: going to move it. no, I'm talking about move, moving forward the
2: universe. Like I feel like that hasn't really usually them at it any works point. in real time. And it maybe look, maybe they have plans where they save themselves because, from my perspective, if things are just moving in real time, it's going to go too slow for everybody, obviously. But they may know oh, yeah, we're going to move forward 10 years after Secret War. So, we're going to, and then at that point, none of this is all a moot point. But if they keep going in real time, you know, the idea, you know, to get him as T'Challa or get him as Black Panther, rather. Either he's gonna be too young for anybody to be excited about it, or you're gonna have to have some sort of, you know, Spider Verse thing happen. You know, you're gonna have some sort of, or or you're just gonna have to tell a future timeline story, which I'm fine with. Again, I mentioned that I'm fine with a Batman be a Black Panther Beyond story where it's a it's another universe that, you know, it's in the same universe, but you know. It, it, you know, don't take it too seriously in terms of its connections, you know, uh, and it's just it's Black Panther, you know, and it's, it's its own thing versus what we're actually following. I think that's honestly, I think that's more I think I don't say I don't know what's more likely and whatnot, but I think that that is that seems simpler for them to do. But um, but to bring him into this universe, I think it would be hard. I don't know if that makes any sense. I mean, I mean, I, I mean yeah. Go ahead, Sham. I mean, I, I don't feel,
0: I don't feel like it's as hard as Kendall's making it, just because I've seen them handle
2: time jumps very well. But with a singular character is what I'm saying, not the whole universe. But bringing a singular character that is a kid, making him an adult, and if you, I mean, the only, I mean, you're saying like, adult. We don't know how, we don't know how long the jump could be. I mean, the jump could be
0: maybe he's from six to eighteen or seven or sixteen. Like I don't know. Like, it doesn't have to... Like, I don't think the that's next 12 jump has to years. be. Right, I'm saying... Right, but my point being is that, like... I'm not saying he's gonna be from 6 to... I don't, I don't know. I don't think he's gonna be from 6 to 30 or whatever. Like, I, I doubt that that's gonna happen. Um, like, to me, here's how I look at... And maybe this will clarify for you guys. And I'll let Sham go. Cause I know he has something. But I feel, I see this T'Challa as Trunks. That's who he is. Like, could we see alternate futures or universes where he's an adult sure but like his youth his age like this is our introduction to the child that will be the child moving forward for the marvel universe god forbid we don't have another tragic death of the actor who plays him but i think that there's a lot of flexibility in making him young because we see that he's part of this universe we see that he's introduced and things that may happen to the timeline that may adjust things
2: or whatever we could see that in the future and they could always play with that but, but that that's the hijinks that i'm talking about like if he's trunks and he comes in from the future into the current timeline like you have to he, do stuff but i like think he doesn't have to come into the future i'm saying we could see, we, we may see that future i'm saying but i'm
0: just saying that this is the character that we're talking about like i like
2: but Shama, is that you, future going to be the the full future for the entire mcu or are they it gonna be might be for that time but again the thing.
0: timelines may change because of secret wars i'm trying to say is that it doesn't it's not fixed we we know the timelines aren't fixed we they, we they went through a lot of explanation about that throughout
1: loki yeah i mean i i mean i don't so this is just me personally i don't mind if they do whatever kind of hijinks or whatever kind of all oh, the timeline or i just if you give me t'challa i'm chilling i don't care how you do it i mean that's just me personally <laughs> just me yeah, personally yeah. you know like like to me it don't matter and also, I mean, me and Kendall were talking about this just yesterday, I believe, as well. I I, I also mentioned how like stature is. It seems like we're going to get stature, and just Justin man and the Watch, she was like a little kid, or she looked. Yeah, like that's it, another was, one that we got in that End. one.
2: Yeah, and that happened in short order. Yeah, got and to be yeah, Just yeah. okay, no, 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 she's weird, now
1: she's stature now. or at least <laughs> that seems to be the case.
2: But or even seems- and, I, and I mentioned that to Shamari, like yeah, even Cassie Lang, I guess was supposed to be older than like she has to be like and I don't know if I'm buying it like you could probably tell me the actress that played Cassie is probably same probably in the same age group, age bracket as the kid that that's playing the junior but like there was only a five six year jump so she's got to be she had to have been like 10 at minimum she had to have been about 10 11 12 versus this kid's like five or six you know I don't and think so, I don't think she was that
0: old for what it's worth. I mean, I'm just saying. I don't think she was 10. If you remember Ant-Man 1. You see that? If you, I mean, maybe... I'm saying if you look at that kid, she did not look like
2: a 10-year-old. Right. She looked more like this young kid. that was Tucson. Yeah, and I mean, maybe... Look, maybe it's just the math of, you know... I don't know when Ant-Man maybe came out, what, 2015? Now we're in 2026, you know, in the MCU. So it's 11 years. If she, you know, you could argue if she was six, then... yeah, you know, yeah, if if look, yeah if you Google Kathy line Man man one, that's not a ten year old, and not, and not so, close. you know, I, that, that's gonna be the thing is that you know you're gonna you're gonna have to have another another t- and then that and then that becomes the thing of well now you've got you know a kid you know a kid hero, Um and I look, I think that there's there's some exciting stuff you know I mean you have the uh, the Anzari character that we had in, you know, Next Avengers that I thought was was a was a cool character. He was yeah. the child in Storm son. Um, so there, again, there's there's potential stuff that you could do there. But um, I, you know, I'm just not gonna give Marvel at this point. I'm done giving Marvel the benefit of the doubt that they're gonna they're gonna do the right thing. I'm not I'm not saying that you know if if they do end up. Uh, doing cool stuff with this character, I mean, yeah, I think there's a lot of potential for it, so I'm excited about it. But, um, but man, you know, they, I mean, they got to prove it because I look, I don't know what the, the next, I don't know when we're even getting our next black Panther movie. And if we do, is it going to be jury? I mean, probably, but, um, but, or we may not do, they may not do black Panther movies for a long time. You know, and that's also a possibility. The money stuff will matter in terms of those types of decisions, but it may make sense for them to sort of to hold to do other stories involving the Wakandans and involving Shuri, but not have it be a Black Panther movie until they feel ready to do that again. You know, the first Black
0: Panther came out in twenty eighteen, so we got this one in twenty twenty two. It did include some delays, so I think. I mean three years is a safe number, I think to say that uh, we definitely won't have another Black Panther movie for probably another three years. I think that's fair. Um and then Secret Wars is four years from now, and that's a mega event that's gonna just fracture the timeline that we as we know it. So yeah, I mean I don't know I I I see I hear Shan's point too that like for him like as someone who wants T'Challa, as long as we have a T'Challa, it doesn't really care how we get it. So I I understand that. It may not have to make too. sense. Yeah. I just think that if you were going to do this, this was this. I thought this was the most tasteful way to do it. Um, Was to have. Uh, the child that you introduced in this universe. And somehow figure it out. And it, him being young was going to have to probably be the prerequisite. Like I didn't care how they figured that out. You know, whether it was going back into the past or whatever. I didn't know what it was going to be. But to me, Starting him young was going to be important because it allows them to do T'Challa differently. Like it actually allows them to do um, this character moving forward who have the legacy of the family, have the legacy of T'Challa and T'Chaka and everything that comes with the royal blood. But now they could, interesting, they didn't do because they didn't have an initial movie to to play off of that. So um, for me, that was, that was, I was all good with that. Let's get to final scores for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So I will toss it to Shamari first. Sham, out of a scale of 1 to 10, what are you giving Black Panther Wakanda Forever?
1: Um, I give Black Panther Wakanda Forever an 8 out of 10. I thought it was a very solid movie. Um, You know, like I said, man, the action was fantastic. I thought the story was very good. I thought the acting was very good. Um. I didn't have many issues with it. Of course, you have the. I didn't. I didn't agree with the decision they made with regards to T'Challa. I didn't agree with the decisions they made with regards to not explaining what happened to the T'Challa character. Um, I didn't agree with uh, the various different plot points throughout the movie. I didn't agree with the Iron inclusion and, and the fact that it's just kind of just put in the plot. You know, there's a, a lot of the other just other things that I just wasn't a fan of. Um. Plot wise, but but overall I enjoyed it. And look, I go I just I want to go to movies. I want to go to movies and enjoy myself. It's not something where I'm like, you know, you know, it needs to be the perfect movie. This was a very good movie. Um I didn't like it quite as much as the first one, but but I very much enjoyed it, and I give it an eight out of ten.
0: Eight out of ten for Sham. Kendall, what are you giving Black Panther Wakanda forever?
2: Uh uh-uh. I think eight out of ten is a good score as well. I'm gonna go eight out of ten. I think uh, a lot of good, uh, a lot of good moments in it. Um, you know, I mean, I think from a, just a Marvel movie standpoint, I think it's a good Marvel movie. I think it, it's a return to form. Uh, I don't have like I, again, I don't have all the, a million nitpicks. I mean, there's things about the movie that could have been executed better, decisions I probably would have made differently, but. Um, Nothing that it left some. It, I don't. I don't. I don't have the sour taste in my mouth that I did after watching Doctor Strange, and I didn't hate Doctor Strange either. But you know that was a movie that annoyed me a little more than this one did. I don't. I don't think I gave that one an eight. I want to say I gave it a seven point five. But, um, and it, and it's just a. It's a more serious movie than Thor. You know, Thor Love and Thunder. So, at the end of the day, uh. It ended up being. I think it's the best movie that we've had for sure since uh, Spider Man, um, and then before that, I mean, I think it was better than Shang Chi, uh, definitely better than Eternals. You could probably debate it with Shang Chi, but I think it's better than Shang Chi. And then, you uh, going back to the to like End Game and stuff like that. So, um, Far From Home. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I thought this was a this is a very good movie. Uh, and I'm, you know, again it's excited to see where the rest of the MCU goes. This movie didn't do much to move the the needle for the rest of the MCU. Uh, probably because they cut out Doctor Doom, but um, but still excited to see where 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 it all plays out.
0: Yeah, I I'm trying to remember. I don't remember what I gave Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, but when I and I came out of this film and I watched this movie, I felt like this was the best non-Sony affiliated phase four movie um I feel like I really like Dr. Strange in Multiverse of Madness I feel like as time goes by maybe I like it a little less I actually want to watch it again I may actually watch it tonight um so forgive me if the high, the score isn't as high as that movie but I think um my excitement for that movie is waning a little bit as time has gone on though I do really still enjoy that film I mean to me, No Way Home is a just a just a banger. I mean, just you know, it's one of the best movies Marvel's ever done. So it's not on that level. But I did feel like this was somewhat of a return to some I'll say to a return to glory. I kinda hesitated, but no, I would say a return to glory for Marvel with this. I think that, you know, Marvel had shown some inconsistency with the values of their story and the expectation was that if there was any movie that can kind of get back on track with that, then Marvel will be able to, that. Excuse me, that Black Panther will be able to do it, and a lot of it is through the just again exceptional performances of their cast. Uh, shout out to Angela Bassett. Shout out to Leticia Wright Talza, Tenach <inaudible> Huerta. Just really stellar work from everybody around. Shout out to Ryan Coogler. i I mean, I think that he deserves a lot of credit because he's directing these actors and he's uh he's directing these action sequences that, as Shamari mentioned, were really good. Um, even the ones that you can poke holes at, like, you know, again, Wakanda decided to pull up on telecon in the water. It it, it was still shot so well and it was still presented so well. And like, um, the actual conflict was so gripping that you kind of can lose yourself in it because of how good it is. Uh, story, a lot they were trying to do. Some things handled better than others, but I think for the most part, a lot of it came together. We didn't mention a lot of Nakia, but I actually really liked uh, Nakia's little mission that she went on. Like, the fact that we kind of followed a little side mission to rescue the princess, and um, it kind of put her over in terms of being a, a badass. And by the way, she has an awesome costume, by the way. That new costume is stellar. Uh, so, a lot of good things to like. I think that the future for the Wakanda universe is bright. Um, I think, the really, I don't know how she's going to act for the next however many years, but I feel comfortable with her being the Black Panther for this short-term future, which I think is what we're looking at. And I'm really excited for the long-term future of what uh, happens with young T'Challa. I think that they definitely will continue to play off of that and, and continue to build stories from that and what that means. And and, and seeing this T'Challa grow into the role of the Black Panther is an idea that I think is really exciting. Um, so all in all, really good job. I'm going to give this an 8.5. I feel like I may have given Doctor Strange like a 9. I probably would drop that to like 8.5 as well. Uh, or somewhere around there. I don't know if I can give this movie a 9 because of some of the issues I pointed out. But this was a really good movie. It was a really enjoyable experience in the theater. And I want to see it again. I almost saw it again today. But I was exhausted from work so I didn't go. So I'll probably watch it maybe tomorrow or sometime later in the week. But I think really good job um shout out to everyone involved in the film shout out to marvel and i really can't i really cannot wait to see the next black panther movie but that was that i think was going to be the big thing for me was did i come out here feeling like i don't need to see any more of these what kind of movies or what kind of projects moving forward or would i want it would i be scratch itching to hear see more and for me like i was itching to see more and there was strength in that this movie did not have the child in it and this is i'm only speaking for myself here but like I was sad that Charlie wasn't in. It. I was sad that Chadwick wasn't in it, but I was totally invested in these characters. Like I, I didn't like sit there thinking like, "Oh man, I wish the child was here." Like I, I don't think I ever did that in this movie. I think it was too. It's a credit to like Ryan and just how they were able to encapsulate me in this movie and to the cast. I was gripped by the journey that Nakia was on, that Ramona was on, that was that uh that that uh Okoye was on. So and Namor, of course. That I was completely invested. So that uh, just to, to accomplish that alone, I think is already, you've already kind of won the battle, so to speak. So good job by them. And uh, we'll see what they end up doing uh, moving forward. But um, I think that's a good place to wrap the show this week. So I want to thank Shamari, of course, for being on the podcast. I want to thank Kendall for joining the podcast. I want to thank you all for listening to this long episode of Generation Hero Talk. But you knew it was going to be a long one talking about this uh this 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 major movie marvel came out with with black panther wakanda forever of course if you enjoyed this episode you can catch all of our shows on new generation podcast network you can find it on apple podcast spotify SoundCloud, teacher and tune in you can also check us out on youtube you can find us on uh, youtube new generation media Make sure you follow us on social media we're on twitter new generation pod instagram new generation podcast and you can also follow us individually on social media as well you can find myself dj underscore stewart on twitter action ej on instagram and tiktok you can find kendall on twitter new Chan ken you also find Shamari on uh instagram and snapchat mc sham 22 that's gonna do it for now thank you guys so much for checking us out for Shamari, for kendall i'm ej take it easy guys peace